0: Hello and welcome to Board Game Impact, a podcast where we look into board games and related topics so that way you can know the impact that they may have for your gaming group. Today we're looking into the three to five player game, Modern Art. My name is Bruce Brown and you can find me on Board Game Geek as Bruce Brown and on Facebook and Instagram at Board Game Impact. So when I was growing up outside of New York City, my family used to like to take beach vacations each summer. And one summer we we went to Long Beach Island and there was a giant hurricane and the beaches were closed. And from that point on, my family did the math and was like, you know what, let's just go on a cruise instead. And so from a young age, I started going on these cruises, and I was not the kid who would be hanging out in the kids' area or going to the pool or doing those kind of things. No, I was the kid at the art gallery. I was the kid going to the different auctions that were going on in the ship. Now, I was the youngest person in the room by far, but it was really, really cool experience. And so for those of you who are unfamiliar, on many cruise ships, they do different art auctions. So there's art auctioning companies that come onto the ship and then have art on the ship and they'll put them up and host actual live auctions, which is really, really nice. Now, being a kid, I wasn't really able to purchase many things. However, over time, I got to know one of the auctioneers. And one time he actually let me come up on stage and auction off a Salvador Dali uh, piece of art from Dante's Inferno. It was this nice watercolor, beautiful. Uh, And he showed me the screen. He was pointing at it with his gavel. He's like, "Okay, here's the starting bid, and and here's how the increments that you should use." And from that point, I was hooked. I was, I loved it. I absolutely loved it, and I had to have more art. Uh, so he did a good job. Um, and so once I found out about this game, something else piqued my interest. So this game is Modern Art, and Modern Art is an auctioning game made by Rainer Kr- uh, Rainier Carnitia, Kr- uh, who originally brought it out in 1992. Uh, but has a more recent edition, which was put out by Simon in 2017. So in modern art, three to five players rotate turns between being the auctioneer and buying the art. So those both roles that I really loved as a kid. So what's the point of the game? So unlike when I was a kid and I loved getting this art or having the opportunity to purchase the art, although that's great, the art's not going to make you win the game. What's actually going to have you win the game is whoever has the most money at the end of the game because the game is going to proceed over four different seasons and at the end of each season whatever art you have in front of you you cash back into the bank and get money for that art and whoever has the most money at the end of the game wins at the end of the game you'll have no art in front of you at the end of each season you've gotten rid of it all and you're left with your money. And so, how you play is you start with the youngest player, and each player will take their turn as the auctioneer, in which they put one piece of art from their hand. So, they have a hand of art by up to five different artists, and you put it out for bid for the other players, including yourself. And there are five different types of auctions that can occur. Each of those auctions is indicated by a little symbol on the top of a card, really easy to see. So, if you're colorblind or anything like that, this is really, really helpful. Um, each of the pieces that's being sold, there can, like I said, there can be f- to five different types of auctions. The first one is what's called an open auction, just as a symbol of an eyeball. This is your most traditional art, uh, most traditional art auction in which you typically have seen on TV or in other segments in which you got like, okay, uh, I see 300 going once, 300 going twice, sold. Uh, so that's an open auction. The other thing is a once offer auction in which starting with the player to your left, they get to make a price offer. Then play proceeds clockwise around the circle. And if you want someone would like to bid on it, they have to increase that bid by at least one. And when it gets back around to the auctioneer, they can either raise the bid by one and purchase it themselves or just sell it to the last player who made a the bid. Then there's a hidden auction, which you take some money from your secret sash. You each put your hand out in a fist into the middle of the circle and at the count of three or however you'd like to do it, everyone reveals how much money they're putting in. Whoever bids the most gets the piece of art. And another one is a fixed price in which the auctioneer just picks a price that they're going to sell it for. And starting with the player to their left, gets the opportunity to purchase it for that price. Whoever purchased it, gets it. Um, and if no, none of the other players bid on it for that price, then guess what? The auctioneer has to purchase it themselves. And then the last and most complicated type, but it's really not bad, is a double auction. Uh, so this has a X2 in the corner. And with a double auction, you put a piece of art in front of you. And then if you have another piece of art by that same artist, you can put that on top of that card and whatever that secondary auction style is, it cannot be another double auction is the auction type. That'll go for that, those pieces of art. And it will be a two for one deal. Essentially. If for some reason the auctioneer doesn't have a second piece of art from that artist, then what happens is starting with the player to the left, that player gets the opportunity to play a piece of art from that artist. And if for whatever reason, that it was go around the circle and you were to get skipped because you didn't have a piece of art from that artist and somebody else played one later than you, then you would skip your turn as a artist, as a auctioneer uh, until it comes back around. Uh, So there's many different types of player variation in which these auctions are going to happen, which keeps everything lively, which is nice. Then at the, each season will end be once the fifth piece of art by the same artist is played. And, that piece of art will not be sold and players will add up the total of each of the different artists pieces that, that are at the table, whichever artist has the most art on the table, uh, gets a valuation of 30 per piece of art. The second highest gets 20. The third highest gets 10 and any artist remaining gets zero value for that season. Uh, now, all that art had, will be sold back to the bank and you cash in however much money you should be receiving based on now that price that was set out there that you had just gone through at, at, at season cleanup. Uh, now play starts again. You get some new cards and you start a new season. Now here's what's great. If the same artist has the uh, highest number of art sold at the end of the second season that add another 30 per piece making each one of their pieces of art now worth 60 and so the game will escalate in terms of how much each piece of art by an artist is worth over time which makes sense as they've been on the scene longer or different things have happened and their popularity so every time you play this game it's going to be slightly different in terms of how the cards come up because each of the players is choosing when to play their cards or not play their cards etc. So some interesting notes. There are actually many versions of Modern Art. I encourage you to, the bo- to go to BoardGameGeek, search Modern Art, and check through all the different versions. One of the versions is actually called Stamps, and which is where you guessed it, you actually auction off little stamps. This per- version was put out by Oink Games and is probably the most coveted version of Modern Art. Uh, there are copies on BoardGameGeek right now, looking to be sold for about 400 to $500 for this little game. But again, if this is something that interests you, you might want to look into it. Uh, there are also some versions available only in certain countries around the world, such as a German version, a Korean version. And the Korean version actually includes two sets of arts, uh, an art stand and a gavel, including metal coins. In addition, those two sets of art, one is a more Western-style artist, and the other one is traditional Korean artist and has separate player boards as well, which is really nice. Uh, The components, uh, the game does say that it's for players 14 and up. And depending on what version, I can absolutely agree with that statement because some of the art you might find provocative or some might find provocative for younger audiences. So I encourage you just to look into what art is going to be in the box and make your decision from there. Okay, so the impact, the table presence. If you or your players enjoy different pieces of art and enjoy going to art museums, uh, then you might really want to take a look at this game. And if you look at the rulebook, you might be a little dumbfounded in that, hey, this book is a lot bigger than I thought it was for the 2017 CMON edition. And that's because most of the rulebook isn't rules. What it actually is, is the different artists and a little bio about each of them, as well as all the artwork in the game on display, which is a really nice, wonderful thing that they did for these artists that they didn't have to do. So it's nice. And with each player having their own player screen to hide their own art, and some versions having a physical gavel, an art stand, and the game is certain to pop on the table with all these components coming out. So it's really nice. So what did it bring out in our players? So being the auctioneer and the purchaser are both very interactive roles they get to play. During each, you're reading the other players, and you're trying to be cunning and use your wit to purchase the art for as little as you can, so you can make them a profit, but also, hey, I really like this art, and I want to play it. So sometimes there's some irrational choices that come in. There's one one player that we were playing with who absolutely loved the art by one of the artists. It didn't matter what the price was, he wanted it. And so that was a really nice thing that also came out. Uh, So on that note, though, for some, this might bring out a lot of stress, because the paintings are originally literally worth nothing. And it's only through the other cards that come out and how you decide to purchase things or play things that will actually add value at the end of each of the seasons. And so this stress is something you might want to look into. Also due to this being an auction game and that player action is being a must. And if this is something that you really want to get out of your players and having them really interact and really lean in, then this might be a fun game for you to play. For us, we had players clamoring over one another over each piece of art and ignited a a nice little brouhaha. Uh, So it was a lot of fun, and our other players really enjoy getting it to the table. So overall thoughts, if you like art, if you like auctions, if you like uh, people assuming different roles and having different types of player interaction brought out at different times, this might be a really good game for you to check out, and I encourage it. Uh, Otherwise, look into it. It's been on the bgg for a long time since 1992 and is one of those games that is a hallmark and i recommend you at least look into it to know how to play um, if it were to come up and that wraps up our impact review of modern art by rainer knitsa a game put out by simon in 2017 but has many versions dating back to 1992 Again, my name is Bruce Brown, and you can find me on Board Game Geek as Bruce Brown. Thanks for listening to Board Game Impact. We hope that learning about what experiences are going on for us makes a positive impact on your gaming group. You can learn more about us by visiting our website, BoardGameImpact.com. If you have any topics that you'd like to have discussed, please email us at BoardGameImpact at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at BoardGameImpact. Like our Facebook page, which is Board Game Impact. Please consider supporting the show and visiting our, by visiting our Patreon, uh patreon.com slash board game impact. And until next time, go have a positive impact on the world.